0: Listening to the One of Us.net Podcast Network. One of Us.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to One of Us.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. long time ago in a galaxy far far away we had originally planned to review this back on may the fourth and unfortunately those plans didn't work so now we're here halfway through the month just go ah screw it why don't we just talk about it now
1: i have altered the deal pray i don't alter it further
0: (laughs) you know
2: what i'm okay with this because this means that i get to talk about star wars now which i was kind of sad i wasn't going
0: to get to earlier yeah no hey so i'm on this review but I technically was gonna actually talk about this show, except I am way behind on Clone Wars, and my wife unfortunately was too busy with work to catch up on the season. But we have Marco over here who did see it.
1: Yes, and who else has seen it with us?
0: We have also have Doggett here who has seen it. Padawan sure. Doggett. And like we said, our you know our savior, our you know our Goku on this review, essentially, if it was Dragon Ball related. <laughs> um, Aaron, who just swooped in last minute, and said, "Hey, I saw the show too." <laughs>
2: hello yeah i know i didn't actually know i was volunteering when you did that either it was like i said yeah i've seen it and then i got the post going okay cool we're gonna review like tomorrow right, right, right. guys i was like oh you, you yeah are- i could do that i could do that
0: You just did, did it so quickly, I just assumed that that was a confirmation.
1: You have to answer the call of destiny. That's what Marco you was at,
3: Marco, you're acting like Order 66 happened and all your, your one of us .NET friends died. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: brother. That's now, a I'm, lie. I don't have any friends. <laughs> now, now, I'm very curious about this because, kind of like what you were saying with Order 66 stuff, I know that, from what I've heard, this final season actually does have some overlap with the third movie in the series. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Yes. A bit. That's the thing here. For those who don't know, so obviously, you know, if you're listening to this, chances are you've been following the Clone Wars, unlike Justin. And if you are (laughs) caught up, you know that this is all happening between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. So this is really not a prequel, but it's sort of the, oh, let's just say that it's the connecting tissue between those two movies. Because, boy, those Clone Wars took forever to end. And one of the first <laughs> things that Disney did when they bought Lucasfilm is they pumped the brakes on all of their animating all of their animation productions, including some of the last episodes of Clone Wars, which had already been written, had already been recorded, and were in rough animatic state. And fortunately, thanks to Disney Plus, it was a perfect opportunity for the for them to dust them off. And it's a shame we had to wait so long because this actually does Tie in very, very nicely uh, with the prequels, these three stories. Although I'd argue only the third one is really a must see. Well, and
2: like that was kind of the big deal about why the weight was so. The big deal about the weight was that Dave Filoni, who kind of got his start with Clone Wars for the most part, um, he had said flat out from the get go, like, my plan for Clone Wars is to go right up to and including Order 66. Like, yeah. Like, season one, that was his end goal. And so when they originally canceled this seven years ago, it was a rough blow because we all we wanted yeah. to see that boots-on-the-ground version of what we only got a glimpse of in Revenge of the Sith through, we'll call it, George Lucas's um, uh, unique vision of that event. <clears throat> and yeah. so it, it, it was kind of the big deal when Disney Plus announced that this was going to be coming out. And so it's broken up into three story arcs of which... Like Marco said, like only the third one is is the really big world-ending tie-in. But like honestly, two out of the three I was really into. Uh, like the initial arc, which is uh, focusing on the Bad Batch Anakin and some troopers, the Bad Batch, yeah. uh, which is a Dirty Dozen-esque uh, kind of sneaky military group movie. Uh, that like it's okay. If it wasn't in the oh my god this is the final season, yeah. I would have gone oh that that was a really cool arc like that yeah. was fun and action packed and interesting planets, and they they expand on and then they expand the separatists and they expand. a lot. <laughs> yep, and then it's like but but it is the final season so we're all going into this going everything better be important and it's just. For all that it's fun, it's it's not.
1: Yeah, the Bad Batch is, it is a fun episode, but the problem has always been with these is that, you know, I we already kind of know what's going to happen. We know these clones are all going to go bad, but hey, here's a brand new batch of kind of interesting badass clones. <clears throat> you'll get to know them, but you'll never see them again, and chances are they kill the Jedi you liked. But you'll never really? see that on screen. And then the next episode is, you know, ties in with Ahsoka Tano, who has, you know, when we last saw her in the Clone Wars, had walked away from the Jedi Order. And, you know, how does she get on with her life? How does she goes under hiding and runs into uh, these two sisters who are doing some illegal activity, and she's trying to help them out. And I'm like, this is a fun little story, but it only needed to be told in about two episodes. But they stretch it out to four episodes. and then And then finally we get something that had been promised, which was not only... Order 66, but the Siege of Mandalore and the capture of Darth Maul, and that stuff is cool, but it's not really the Siege of... The Siege of Mandalore makes it sound like it's the Battle of Helm's Deep. It's like, oh, it's like three hours of fucking action. No, it's not. It's related. Uh, You get Bo-Katan coming in, you know, Ahsoka Tano, like, reluctantly agrees to help the Jedi and go capture Darth Maul and put down Gar Saxon's Rebellion. Uh, and that happens. It's the, the last
3: re- battle from Game of Thrones,
0: basically. Yeah, like, you know,
1: it, it's like you the, thought this was going to be a good Wait, does
0: Ahsoka go Mad Queen and kill everybody mm. in the Jedi, too? Or?
1: Spoilers. We, we're we not doing spoilers. No, I, just <laughs> do spo- I guess well, we the, can the, the, do spoilers. The uh, thing you have to remember... Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah.
0: Was, are you serious? Is that what happens? <laughs> no. No, <okay>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Order
3: 66 is the dragon moment. Justin, um, pay attention.
0: Right. <laughs> no, like... The, the,
2: the thing that it, it becomes a lot more obvious when you watch this after the seven year gap is you got to remember this is a kid's show. Like, even though it handles really intense themes, even though it ha- it has a really good story arc with really in-depth characters and there is some very dark moments, it, it still is a show geared towards younger audiences. Yeah. And so, like, it, it's not going to do it proper to what us and our... 30s 40s and 50s imagine it could be because it's meant for 7 to 12 year olds and are like you
3: positive i saw all this on pornhub
2: <laughs> you can see a lot of things on pornhub
3: i,
1: I uh, okay Doug, the, the key word here is if it says parody after the title it's not an official product
3: oh no they leaked the entire season on there it was dope oh the, the ads like, are weird the funny (laughs) thing is i don't even know
2: if you're kidding or not but you know (laughs) you know the the (laughs) the thing that actually kind of found i found most frustrating was that because this is coming out after we've seen rebels after we've seen darth maul basically finish his story arc which i'm not gonna spoil rebels i'll just say that it's weird watching this again that takes place before and even though like uh like were I watching this seven years ago, I would be on the edge of my seat. Right. It's still like, oh, well, I know you're kind of, you're going to make it through this because you, you are a main villain in rebels.
3: Well, it adds yeah. more layers to his character. I mean, there's, there's things that I didn't imagine he would try to do with a season that he was trying to do, but yeah. mainly trying to team up with people that I was, I didn't see that coming and gives oh, you, yeah, like- gives you the idea that if some of these characters weren't so fucking <laughs> stubborn, they might have avoided all of this.
0: Yeah, isn't it like, and, like know, most wars though?
1: <laughs> well, you know, it, it, that's one of the things that that is compelling about this, especially that last uh, story arc, because it ends. I mean, the second one is also centers around Ahsoka Tano. Remember when Ahsoka Tano came out in the original Clone Wars? The very first, in fact, they released it in the theaters, and everybody hated it. And Ahsoka was this annoying was little brat bad. that you know. Suddenly, we find out. Anakin Skywalker had a Padawan that we've never, ever heard about. You know, all of these weird things were happening in between the films. And you're like, what does this have to do with anything? And everybody hated that Ahsoka character. And after the better part, what, it was like a decade or more of these? She is a huge fan favorite. I mean, you see how that character evolved from like this callow, smart-alecky little brat to like a legit badass Jedi warrior who is a close friend of Anakin Skywalker, and also a great sort of, a great audience avatar. It's like, you you can, she's a Jedi, but you're also kind of seeing the prequel stories from her perspective, and it's a different one. You know, she's not a Skywalker. She's not even a Jedi anymore. And to see her finally get this sort of resolution with Anakin and with the uh, surviving members of the clones, uh, that's really satisfying. Uh, But you definitely have to have seen a few seasons of this for that last arc to really hit you
2: well and you have to have seen the movies because the, yeah. the final arc plays as a rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead yeah for re- revenge of the sith yeah yeah uh revenge of the sith Correct. um where like like they keep doing call outs and like you can see oh this is when anakin and obi-wan have to go save
0: the Chancellor. Uh, the
2: Emperor, sorry, yeah. the Chancellor. Yeah. Um and, and like did they, they do that so it keeps you current and if you watch the movie, like you keep going, Oh shit. Yeah. okay, There's okay. actually something happen that like, right now. So that they was I the only one? The movie.
3: Was I the only one that was hoping the show the season would like maybe maybe hmm. recontextualize the events of episode three and maybe get, get give us better scenes of it instead of Yeah, there's no way they would have done
0: that. There was no way they were going to do that based on, you know, how can... not Well, I would say that George Lucas is canon queenie, but he clearly only cares about the stuff that isn't the original trilogy being canon queenie. Otherwise, well, he can just George, change it What does it matter their-
3: what George Lucas
0: cares about? I want to drink... They're going to... Disney owns his skeleton. Dude, they still, t- they still pay attention to his notes, sadly. And from what I see on the wiki here, that they actually got a bunch of the actors to... I mean, through archive recordings to put them back into scenes in the show, correct? Like, yeah, like dialogue from the movie? yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, it's yeah no, they weren't going to do that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, that actually does work, though, because they're cues that place you in the story. Like, you know, there's a meeting with the Jedi, with, you know, with Yoda and Mace Windu and Obi-Wan, and they're talking about things. This is a scene that we have seen in the movie. And so those those little scenes are like little markers, or we see, like, you know, later on we see Palpatine delivering the Order 66, So in theory, you could take Revenge of the Jedi and sync it up with those scenes and then insert that material into it and it would kind of like fill in the gaps. But it's not really like providing you with any story beats that you haven't already figured out. It's really just Ahsoka, the character of Ahsoka. It's her closure. Uh, And Rex. And Rex, who, you know, we are going to see those characters come back. In Star Wars Rebels, we also have the character of Bo Katan, who is uh, one of the leaders of Mandalore, and she's trying to win back the Mandalorians' uh, territory away from like a rogue group that's run by Darth Maul. All of these things are going to show up later in Star Wars Rebels, and they're also potentially, definitely now, uh, going to be tying into. Uh, season 2 of The Mandalorian. Yeah, so they just confirmed Rosera Dawson. Uh, yeah, Razira
0: Dawson's yeah. going to play Ahsoka. This year. I mean,
1: this is now connective tissue to connective tissue. <laughs> and that kind of makes it seem like less interesting. But but still, if you've been following this story long enough, you're like, okay, I'll, I'll have this extra detail. I want this extra moment with Captain Rex and Ahsoka. How the hell did Rex not fall under, you know, how where was he during <clears throat> Order 66? You know, what the fuck was Maul doing during this period? And it does answer some of those questions.
2: See, I I think that they made a good decision by focusing the back half of the season, the the big event, exclusively through the eyes of Ahsoka. Because with what they were setting up, there wasn't really a way to go big with it and show us an alternate take on Order 66 that we've already seen in the movies because that would have had us widen out the scope of that last arc to where we would have had to have those characters built up we couldn't just randomly cut to them dying like they did in the movie because we've already done that yeah so like it made sense that they were doing it small scale And, and, and as much as like yes i can see the wheels of the connective tissue moving they do a good enough job of going all right you're dealing with the emotion of this and you're showing her like trying not to kill the troopers right. uh, trying to escape while maintaining like no i can save these people and, and even what happens after kind of the climax and she kind of walks off into the sunset it, it adds a another layer to where like thinking back to like in rebels when she finds out that darth vader is anakin right. like it makes that moment even more powerful Because now, you know, like how truly surprised she was in that scene. She thought he was dead. Yeah. He clearly got killed by the clone troopers. But you also, it also
1: answers the question of why Vader always assumed she was dead and never bothered looking for her. Yeah. Again, it answers what the hell happened to, uh, Captain Rex. How is it that, you know, he's not under this mind control. It also answers, you know, some things like how did Bo-Katan come back in charge of Mandalore? Uh. It also raises the very big question, which is how the hell did Bo Katan end the Clone Wars with the Darksaber and now Moff Gideon has it in for season one of the Mandalorian? That's a big looming question. I was kind of hoping we'd get some of that, but that's not here. I thought that would be part of the Siege of Mandalore, but it's not. So there's still some open questions, but you're Well you're actually right, the Aaron. answer
3: that in Star Wars Resistance if you watch that. Oh, I have yeah. not. No, go. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> don't listen to me, not listen to me. No, no, I was <laughs> going to say that
0: that is a thing that they alluded to to, like, details in The Mandalorian because that's still to be revealed. So it's like, yeah, it's there. They're starting to address it, but they're yeah. still in the very early stages uh, to talk about that
1: part. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the Darksaber also shows up in Star Wars Rebels uh, in possession of Maul, in Maul's possession. So we know it's bounced around, uh, but hopefully that's going to get answered. I can't believe they're not going to answer that after... That literally being the final image of season one of The Mandalorian. But the one good thing this has going for it, I know I've kind of said, uh, no you know, well, I mean, it has many good things. I know I've kind of said, well, you don't really need to see it, but there are some badass uh, lightsaber <clears throat> duels in this. Ooh. There's some great moments with like letting Darth Maul just like, you know what, you're a you're a son of a bitch, but I need your help right now. Just cause mayhem, and just watching him take out an entire Star Destroyer's worth of clone troopers. Uh, Look, I can't kill my fun.
3: friends, but you can kill my friends. But you can kill my friends.
1: <laughs> did, uh, exactly. Did you,
2: guys, did you guys actually hear how they did the Darth Maul lightsaber? Yeah, game? Light that was so cool. Good. They actually brought in Ray Park to redo the motion capture. So, like, that is flat out Ray Park from Phantom Menace doing all of that work. Right. And it's pulled from his oh, motion. Oh, he's been, like, all yeah.
0: in on... Yeah, he's been all in coming back for this role for Solo for this, so of course they would come yeah. back for that. He, part. He Man, when is he, When is he going to be toad call. again? <laughs> <But> <laughs> never. The answer to that is never. <laughs> oh. Come on, we figured out the, that we figured out what happens when a toad gets struck by lightning. So there's nothing more to say about that. That's <laughs> right. But
1: what happens to a toad when it gets hit by force lightning? Same thing that happens to everything else. Uh, Wow, that's... I can't believe I just made a original X-Men movie deep cut yeah. reference. Okay. You should um, feel bad. I do, actually. <laughs> but yeah, there, there's things in here that I love, which is I love seeing Jedis and clone troopers fighting side by side because they're such a great unit. I also love seeing Jedis or just any of our Star Wars heroes saving the day with astromechs because at some point, you know, she's like... No, I. Everybody on this fucking ship has turned against me, and the only people I've got to rely on is Darth Maul, this one clone trooper who has not been mind controlled, and these three astromech droids. And she does a pretty damn good job of getting out of there. Uh, not everybody makes it. But R.I.P. You know. Can can I just say that no matter what,
2: no matter what happens in the universe of Star Wars. We all need to give Dave Filoni credit for Hell taking yeah. a literal one-note voiceless villain who is all Flash and turning him into, over the course of two shows, maybe the best villain in all of Star Wars. And a tragic villain, yeah.
3: Hey, yeah and give him that sexy voice. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know. That too. And, and the thing is,
1: and, and this <clears> is the <throat> one thing that I will tell people who, like, ask you know should i watch the clone wars now that it's all finished i resisted this for a long time because i'm like i know what fucking happens so you know i know what's going to happen here i don't need to see more of what happened between all the other stuff i already knew was happening i always want to know what's happening next not what happened before so when i finally sat down several years ago and i was like this is actually really good i mean there's some awful episodes Uh, You know, there's some clunky as hell things, but people don't give George Lucas enough credit. Everybody says it's Dave Filoni, and Dave Filoni will always say, no, George was there, you know, running. He was the showrunner. He was the one writing and, you know, approving scripts. Yeah, not just him. Even his
0: uh, daughter wrote a bunch of the episodes for the show, too. Uh, Absolutely. I did not know that.
1: And it it was a real family affair. And, And the thing is, it almost, I don't want to make too big a promise, but it almost redeems the prequels because you go oh i now believe the relationship between anakin and obi-wan i now see the friendship which i didn't have enough time to really feel in the prequels i get like aaron was saying you know darth maul actually is a a, a badass villain but he didn't have anything to do in the movies you know all of the other characters tend to you know like when the clone troopers turn we don't feel too bad about it because we don't really know them they're all the same but this actually gave the clone troopers personality, and like I said earlier, Ahsoka, who was this sort of despised character, ends up becoming a beloved fan favorite, and it really becomes her show.
3: You know, I'm really glad Dave Filoni is such a Naruto fan, because he's watching the show where like they concentrate like 20 episodes on one minor character, and he thought to himself, "I can do this with Star Wars."
1: <laughs> you know. I mean, who knows? There may be something And to make it. as I mean, many
3: episodes. Well, not as quickly, though. I
1: mean, that's why he
3: hired Filoni,
1: because Filoni had been the animator on, and one of the writers on uh, uh, Last Airbender, I believe. So, I mean, he's looking at other stuff and going, these are good storytellers, and, you know, they might be able to do something in my sandbox. But the other thing that George Lucas doesn't get enough credit for in this, you know, Clone Wars series is... He actually used it as an opportunity to just try different weird shit. There was like, oh, this is the kid episode with like the droids are going on a mission. Or, you know, it's an R2 and 3PO episode. And then let's put Jar Jar Binks with Mace Windu. You know, there's like cringy comedy episodes. But then they're like, there's an arc, which is literally a Godzilla movie. They're like, let's just (laughs) have Kaiju in Star Wars. Or, hey, let's go back to Geonosis. But all the Geonosians are now zombies. Or they'll have like political thrillers on Mandalore or doomed romances. So he was able to play with a lot of genre, like air. Marco. Stop
3: art. talking about all that interesting shit. They didn't do any of that this season.
1: <laughs> I know. What I'm trying to say is that I don't like it when we're like dissing George Lucas and it's like saying, "Oh, it's all Dave Filoni." I mean, he, this is one of my big disappointments with the new set of films, in that George Lucas made the Force fucking weird in the Clone Wars. They took it to some interesting places, and by the time we get to the new movies, they're like, "Eh, we we forgot all of that. We we're not even dealing with that shit." It's a real lost opportunity, and you know that's why it's kind of bittersweet to see this come to an end because some of the best Star Wars storytelling happened during this these seven seasons of Clone Wars.
2: Oh, agreed. It it you know you say it justifies the prequels. It justifies the narrative of the prequels. Yeah because I, I will forever think that george lucas he is a great idea man he comes up with really interesting stories he just is far more interested in the technical aspects of filmmaking than he really is in the story so like having him in as, as an executive producer is great because he can guide the overarching idea but you have people who have more passion for filmmaking yeah. and storytelling making sure that no it doesn't get lost it's a up its own ass like the prequels do like uh, honestly um i think that the clone wars cartoon is the best bit of pre-empire uh, star wars we have and in fact this last four episode arc is my favorite star wars pre-empire anything because like it, wow. it it actually pulled you into the emotions of the characters in a way that the prequels never did And, like, I've really been happy how they've turned these kids' cartoon series into maybe the best Star Wars we've ever had, minus the opening movie, which you should all skip and don't watch.
3: Would you all say Clone Wars is a good replacement for all the canon shit that's not canon anymore?
1: Well, I don't think it's a replacement. I mean, it was always canon. I mean, it was always considered. I mean, like all those
3: novels and shit that aren't canon Uh, anymore.
1: I mean, that's a tough call, but those weren't considered really canon when Clone Wars started. That was when George Lucas was still running things. Yeah. And the but rule the... of thumb was, if George worked on it, it was canon. If he didn't, you could have fun with it, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's canon. It's only what and happened
2: in, in the movies. Here's the problem with the Extended Universe, and then, because I'm going to move on, because that's technically that's what a, we're talking about. Yeah. But, like, the Extended Universe had some really special things in it that yeah. worked, um there were like you know 10 good books that were truly worthwhile that had really great ideas there were a couple of others that were fun yeah and then the rest was just kind of stuff some of it was shit some of it was random some of it was okay but it like it was just more the same like i, I have i've never really had any qualms about them dumping the extended universe yeah. because i'd much rather they start fresh and and for even though i i have a lot of issues with some of the new star wars movies i i'm still happier we got that than us getting an adaptation of the Thrawn trilogy because then we would have known anything everything five minutes in You know, at least there were some things that surprised me. And and honestly, I do legitimately think Clone Wars, all seven seasons, not the movie, um, is indeed better than the extended universe. I think Rebels is better than the extended universe. Uh, And maybe the other one, uh, I I haven't seen Resistance. It's a little more kiddy. And I just really haven't gotten into it as much. You better Um, watch
3: it if you're a Donald Faison fan.
2: Okay. <laughs> wow,
0: that's wow, an oddly specific that's, you know. Hi, that, um, okay. well, Donald. Okay. Oh, Donald will be should, sending you a start, check
1: any moment now.
0: Okay. Yeah, we should start winding down to final thoughts so we yes, just don't sir. go on a huge tirade. But I will say this just yeah. to ask a few questions. Uh, in terms sure. of – because I know – One thing that kind of kept me from getting into uh, Clone Wars was the visual design with the whole acrylic wooden paint figure look kind of thing they went for. Has that, like, how would you say, has that still held up pretty well here? Have they improved it kind of thing for this final season? Every single
2: season looks better than the last. Absolutely. Uh, They actually talked about the fact when they were doing this, it was really fun to do it because this looks 10 times better than the last season because of what they've learned over doing two other shows. Yeah, Okay, uh, that's the, good. The, the first season of this show as a whole is a lot more kid-oriented. The designs and the animation is a lot more wooden. And, like, every season gets a little bit more intense, a little bit more serious, more mature, and the animation improves season over season over season.
3: Yeah, the original oh, yeah. seasons used to open up like Legend of Korra. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they opened
1: up like 1930s serials, which is what George Lucas was watching. I do love those news of the March intros.
0: Yeah, so they have those like, old World War II news intros. It's like, our boys on the front and space. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they're,
1: they're like, yeah. my
0: victory bonds. You know, <laughs> you expect them to say something
1: like that. Uh, yeah. Start a victory God and defeat the Kaiser. Uh, this is to, to echo something Aaron said. Yeah, I hated the look of this when I first saw it. The tone of it, visually it was ugly, it was like really bland, kiddie material, it was almost insultingly bad, I almost gave up on it, and I was like, fine, I'll watch another one, and I'll be damned. sure there were occasional dud episodes, but when they were firing on all cylinders, they had fantastic stories, good voice acting, and by the end of the final couple seasons some of the spaceship battles and things the rendering on that almost looked film quality i mean they definitely had a steep learning curve in the beginning because lucasfilm had never done anything on that level but by the time they were done they really honed this style into something special
2: how about when the the when we see a star destroyer crash in this season that is maybe one of my favorite space sequences in the entire franchise. Wow. It is gorgeous.
1: Yeah. Or, or the Ahsoka, you know, and uh, Darth Maul duel that occurs within like this sort of warehouse kind of like girders of a building. I mean, there's just so many nice visual touches that they added to the... Where are we going in a final thoughts? Yeah, sorry. I just want to ask yeah,
0: that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I want to talk about no, something wait, that wait, wasn't... Wait, wait,
1: wait.
3: Let's ju- keep up the circle jerk for a few more minutes. I'm I just hungry. want to talk
0: about something that wasn't just the plot in some ways. But, you know what? Uh, yeah. why don't we, okay, we'll just go through this quickly. Uh, Marco, why don't you start us off uh, and do a quick, okay, quick final thought on this one.
1: <laughs> That's his way of getting me out of here early. I see what <laughs> you did there. And it was well played. Uh, as far as final thoughts go, I've already kind of said a lot of what I think about this. This is for hardcore fans who want to feel like, hey, I, all of the gaps are accounted for. If you love Star Wars, but you don't need to see everything, there's no necess- there's no reason you need to follow this. Uh, I know that sounds awful, but the truth is, this is just for people who have already invested in six seasons. It's a really nice thing that they did by letting us finally have it. Because we'd seen it, we'd seen storyboards. Uh, they just showed animatic versions of this. So it's something that fans have been looking forward to for a long time and it was uh, it's really cool that we finally get to scratch it off our list and they can move on. They, they don't need to do anything else in the Clone Wars era. It's done.
2: Agreed.
1: Uh, and I'm happy with it being done. And one thing you don't get nowadays in this world of never-ending fandom and spin-offs is a sense of closure. And I got that. And I appreciated that. Uh, but again, this is only for hardcore Star Wars nerds. Uh, I'm going to give this final season... Uh, I'm going to give it 7 out of 10 astromech droids. Because frankly... Those first two weren't even less essential, but if I had to give the all seven seasons, this is a, a nine out of ten. It, it's a must see, but if you don't start from the beginning,
0: don't even bother watching the final season. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no way you could catch up with all the stuff like that happens in the nah. final season at that point. But um, uh, Doggett, why don't you go ahead for this next part?
3: Well. I think I might have experienced this differently from the rest of you because I because watch it on I'm up. a fancy gentleman. I uh, I watch these episodes in a crawl, crawl. I watched the actual series in crawling, motherfucker. English dogger, do you speak it? <laughs> I watched these or- in, in actual timeline order. Like I went on a website because all those earlier okay. episodes are all fucked up. So I, yeah. I and I and I watch them how they are supposed to be watched. Well, not really, but how they are in timeline wise. And that gives you a different experience. You have that you actually get uh, some of those awesome episodes a little bit earlier. Mm. So walking into this uh, final season, I was really, really happy to see like a, a great conclusion that that would go on for 12 episodes. And instead, um, I got this. And by that, I mean, I love the story. I hate how it's structured. It's like, um, this should have just been three movies, really. This should have just been like a Sherlock season. And maybe c- cut them down a little bit. Just to keep them more tight. And But as they are, I I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the action scenes. And, you know, by the end of it, I was a little bit emotional. Even though I know what the fate of these characters are later. It's like, well, this is Star Wars. Haven't we always known what most of these characters were going to end up? Yeah. So, you know, for what it is, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 lightsabers activating
0: <laughs> alright then Aaron
2: alright um, I, I think it's really easy to give something a lot more import than it really should have because it's Star Wars Star Wars is such a huge thing to all of us that anything Star Wars comes out it, it needs to be the best thing in the universe because it was when we were kids um, I, I agree with what Marco was saying that like this final season if you haven't watched the whole show don't like th- this is not a piece of star wars media to consume this is the final season in a serialized star wars television show that is kind of about some of the main characters from the films but is also about new characters so if you have watched the previous seasons you you have to watch this you need to it it ends the story in a very satisfying way in maybe the best way any star wars story has ended uh overall just because like i know a lot of people hate return of the jedi a lot of people obviously have issues with the rise of the skywalker a lot of people have issues with the revenge of the sith star wars isn't great about endings it's great in the middle <laughs> um but like this season it, it continues that same format uh that all of the clone wars has it's little three to four episode arcs some of them are fluffy action some of them are really intense and emotional Um, the fluffy action ones are fun fluffy action Uh, if you come into this going every episode needs to be perfect and pure and wonderful you're going to be really frustrated with those first two arcs if you come into this going oh yeah I've been watching Clone Wars and this is what they do because the last arc I watched was about four droids trying to like (laughs) get gas on a desert planet and like like, if you come into it with that mentality you're going to have a lot more patience um the final arc, though, like I, I still maintain it is, I think, my favorite piece of Star Wars, anything I have read or seen or played that took place before the Empire. Like the prequels have nothing on it, even though it's tied in with them. It, it made me feel things that none of the prequels ever did. Um, it's gorgeous. It's amazingly animated. It's a great end to the ahsoka tano clone war story um and i'm really happy to find out she's going to become more of a part in the star wars mythos because she is a great character she's one of the like three actual women in the universe who aren't just eye candy and that's wonderful we need more of them um like i I can't recommend this enough to somebody who's seen the show and if you haven't seen the show you really should. It, it is a phenomenal show. It and Rebels are great. Skip the first Clone Wars movie. It will burn you out and you'll never want to watch any more of it. But if you skip that, it's really good. Um, like, honestly. You mean
0: people aren't going to love Stinky, the little big <sighs> hut? God,
2: fuck that thing. Oh,
0: or, or Jabba's <laughs> gay uncle that he had, we had to deal with. Oh,
2: him. God. Uh, yeah, from New Orleans. <laughs> the go no, hut. I, like I'm just, so, oh, my God. Like, w- words cannot express how awful that movie is and I, the fact that you got this from that <laughs> yeah, just just I, I i don't even know how to put that into words but like this was really like i cried towards the end of this this got to me um I, I love the hell out of it it makes me want to go back and rewatch both this and rebels from the beginning and i'm really excited for my kid to be old enough that you know, he can handle watching it since the first episode has people being spaced to Kelvin. It's a little intense. But I would rate this final season eh, uh, 7 out of 10 uh, lightsaber fights in the rafters. Uh, if I were to rate the show, it's 9.5 out of 10 I don't know, badass stories that make terrible movies better. I thought you were <laughs> see seeing-
3: Nine out of ten dead kids.
1: Oh,
2: <laughs> shit. <laughs>
1: well, that's only half because one of them survived, but they cut it from you know the waist down. Here, here.
2: If you want to talk about the whole show, it's nine out of ten, Darth Vader clearly crying into his mask while looking at a, a face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ever so, tell you how my buddy suggested uh, Clone Wars should have been? We came out of watching uh, Attack of the Clones, and he's like, You know what that movie should have been? It should have just started with the opening crawl, the elevator door is open, Anakin and Obi-Wan walk out, kind of wipe their hands and go, how about them Clone Wars, eh?
3: (laughs) (laughs) And that was it. That's how it should have done. (laughs) I have a special message to all the oneofus.net reviewers under 30. Execute order 66. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God.